Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by my colleague Richard Temperley, Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and discussing Zurich's current fund position. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. October tends to be a poor month for markets uh, historically. However, that didn't really materialise this year in 2019. What sort of market movements did we see over the last month? Well, good morning to you, Ian. Uh, Yes, last month, October, we saw markets move further ahead. There was a strong September and then we saw further strength during October. So momentum was maintained during the month and the US S&P 500 hit a all-time high towards the end of October. So what drove markets last month were a number of factors. We had some positive news as regards the US-China trade talks. We had uh, better than expected earnings in the US, third quarter earnings, particularly in the technology sector. And we had a third rate cut in the US during the cycle, um, and those factors supported equity markets. In terms of any worries that we might see at the moment, I know we've spoken about purchasing manager indexes in in recent times and some of the economic data. Was there much development on that front over the course of October? Well, yes, but economic growth obviously is fragile, particularly in the manufacturing sector uh, globally, which is effectively in recession. Uh, However, we saw some optimism during the month as regards the purchasing managers index, the manufacturing index saw tentative signs of stabilisation. Uh, which is a positive feature. However, the uh, services side of the economy, which has um, held up reasonably well, is showing some weakness at the moment. So things are fragile as regards economic growth. But as I said, um, the factors I referred to earlier on as regards the trade talks, uh, monetary policy and so on, uh, markets are now a little bit more positive. Our investors are more positive than they were. Um, They have been quite negative up to recently and uh, investor sentiment has turned now from being negative to being more neutral. So there's a a bit of positivity around markets. So what were kind of some of the numbers behind that? Um, I suppose, what did we see in October in terms of world equities? Uh, But also it's been an impressive year to date. Uh, What sort of figures do we see there? Um, And then secondly, in terms of the the major markets globally, uh, who were the best performers and and who lagged a little bit? Okay, well, equities in euro terms rose by nearly half of 1% last October. Um, held back somewhat by the euro strength. So we saw a turnaround. The euro has been a weak currency so far in 2019, but in October it, it, it strengthened a little bit, and hence uh, returns for the eurozone investor were not quite as strong because of euro strength. So as I said, um, world markets in euro terms rose by about half of 1% in October, but they are up now about 23% year to date. So a very strong year. Uh, but we have to bear in mind that the fourth quarter of last year was a weak, a weak quarter. But certainly it's been a very strong year for equities, up just over 23% uh, in 2019. As regards the local market, local returns for markets last month, uh, the strongest market was Japan, up about 5%. Uh, the weakest was the UK, down about 2%. But sterling uh, was a very strong currency last month. The influential US market was up about 2% in local currency terms. And as I said earlier on, 
uh, the US market hit an all-time high towards the end of the month. In terms of our sector positioning, I know we, we've had somewhat of a preference for cyclical stocks um, in, in recent times. At a sector level, what were some of the differences we saw? Okay, well, um, last month, the main winners were um, healthcare and technology. Healthcare was up about 5% in the US, technology up about 4%. Um, technology, of course, was strong on the back of the fact that quarter earnings results for technology stocks were, were good. Um, but year to date, the best performing uh, sector has been technology, uh, which is up uh, a staggering 35% so far this year. Uh, in general, though, we are sort of light or we have a, a negative bias towards uh, what we call bond proxy sectors like utilities and real estate. Um, uh, maybe we'll talk about that when we come to talking about the bond markets. Yes, of course. And as we come over to the bond markets, you mentioned we did see another rate cut from the Federal Reserve in the US. But if we start on this side of the Atlantic within the Eurozone sovereign bond market, I think our positioning there is, is, is well stated at this stage. But what sort of movements did we see throughout the month of October? OK, well, bond markets uh, actually fell. Prices fell last month by about one and a half percent. So we have seen a little bit of um, yields rising a little bit and therefore prices uh, falling. But bonds have been strong so far this year. They're up about 13% despite the fact that they fell last month. And they have been strong, particularly in Europe, uh, due to weak Eurozone economic data, benign inflation and a a dovish European Central Bank. So as I say, bond markets so far this year have performed well, but they have come off in October and we saw yields uh, rise somewhat and particularly we look at German yields they moved from minus this is 10 year bond yields from minus uh, 0.57% to minus 0.41% so we saw as I said yields picking up a bit but they're still in negative territory it's a most unusual situation and it, it means that buying German and other European bonds today guarantees a loss if you hold them to maturity. So a most unusual situation of um, negative bond yields, albeit they're moving back up towards zero. Uh, Yields also rose uh, last month marginally from about 1.65 to about 1.7%. And we've seen some action from the major central banks in October from the Federal Reserve and September from the ECB. What's the market expectations going forward for, for interest rates within the two major central banks? Okay, well, in, in Europe, we're expecting uh, no further rate cuts, although there was one uh, um, just recently. Uh, and there was other policy moves by the European Central Bank as regards the reintroduction of quantitative easing. Uh, in, the, in the most important market, which is the US, we saw, as I said, another rate cut at the end of October. That's the third cut in almost three months. July uh, was one, September, and now October. So four months, we've had three rate cuts. There is one more rate cut now expected in the cycle. Um, The Federal Reserve was hinting that they were more reluctant to cut rates further at the last meeting. So, but we do expect one further rate cut, possibly before the end of the year. If we move towards uh, commodities and currencies, which play a a role in in many of our multi-asset funds as well, um, what did we see from the overall commodity index or commodity prices throughout October and what were the main drivers of those returns? Okay, Ian, well, October uh, commodities rose by just under 2% uh, overall and they're up now about 4% year to date. So not, not a huge uh, rise in commodities so far this year. The key driver has been the oil price so far in 2019, although the oil price was, was actually a flat in October. 
Uh, but West Texas oil price remains up close to 20% year to date. As I say, it's been the main driver of returns in the commodity sphere so far this year. Other commodities also uh, were up actually last month. Gold was up about 3%, copper up about 2%. You mentioned sterling strength in some of your previous remarks. Um, but if we look at, say, the main euro-US dollar rate, which, which again is, is very influential for fund returns, did we see much movement um, throughout the month? Well, As I mentioned earlier on, sterling was the key uh, mover during October. But for us, the most important exchange rate is the euro-dollar rate because uh, the US is such a big part of the global stock market represents nearly 60% of the global stock market. So euro dollar is the key rate for us. We saw the euro strengthen, as I mentioned earlier on, a little bit uh, in October from 109 to 111, but it has been uh, slightly weak uh, over the year. The rate started the year at 115. So overall this year, the euro has been a little bit weak, but it was stronger in October. If we bring that all together then in terms of our current positioning and activity, Do you have any comments on that in terms of our views on the different asset classes and then perhaps within equities are our preferences on a geographical and a sector basis? There's no major change in asset allocation during October. We remain at the upper end of our ranges for our equity positions. We we have less than neutral position or underweight position in government bonds and the bonds that we do maintain in the portfolios, the duration of those bonds uh, is is below neutral. So we have a positive bias towards equities, uh, a slight negative bias towards bonds. And the main reason for that is that equities are reasonably valued, bonds are expensive. So on a relative basis, equities look better value than bonds, and hence we have uh, a bias towards equities. As regards the equity markets themselves, our bias is towards Europe and Asia-Pacific. Um, we have a negative, not a slight negative bias to the US. The US has been a very strong market, but we've cut back our positions more recently in the US. Um, and we have actually increased the, Euro- the European uh, weighting uh, during the month. It's a tactical move. Europe looks reasonably valued. Uh, and for that reason, we've uh, increased our positions in, in the European stock markets. As regards the sector positions, we have a positive bias towards financial stocks and technology stocks. As I mentioned earlier on, we are um, negatively biased towards what we call bond proxy sectors like utilities and real estate. Great. Well, that brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.